Welcome to Still Talking Uncut. I'm your host, Big Easy from Philly Moonshine. And your other host, Sean Rigsby, over here. I don't know what the hell he did to his face. <laughs> but <laughs> we did it on my ass. ass. <laughs> he lost a bet or something, man. But uh, try not to look the part any more than I already don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is uh this is still talking uncut, you know. Um a lot of people ask why we chose uncut, and I'm like, oh, you know, we don't want to filter anything out. You know, we want to make sure that everything we say is is on here, and that's what it is. And we say what we mean, we mean what we say. And um, Sean don't have a clue on how to edit video, and I'm too lazy. So. <laughs> yeah, there ain't no point in that shit. <laughs> that, that's the real reasons. <laughs> now oh, you yeah. Know, huh? So, man, it's the 4th of July, man. Ha- happy birthday to America. That's right. Couldn't be a better day. Did you, uh, did you have a good weekend? Did you all go check out some fireworks and stuff? Uh, we didn't really go see some elk. We took the baby to, uh, uh, boy, what's that place called downtown in Dayton? Boonshoff uh, Museum. Oh, oh, you went down to Boonshoff. Okay. Yeah, you, they had... you, all, you didn't quite get downtown. <laughs> you no. was over there off Ridge by Triangle Park. So Yeah, they uh, they done an indoor thing. You know, for the kids and stuff. Yeah. I so grew up in that area. We always, it, it wasn't like it is now. It was a different little museum back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know how when you drive by there, it's that big, I don't, I don't know if it's still there, the big white ball. I think they took it down. Yeah, it, used to, it used to be the planetarium way back when. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I've ever been there. Um, it was pretty cool. She enjoyed it. You know, it looked like all the other kids around there were enjoying it. Yeah, I quit going. You know, my kids are too big, and it's a lot of little kids, man. <laughs> if your kids ain't little, being around a million little kids ain't too much fun. But you know, you know oh, I, I get it. I get it. Well, yeah, we uh, we went to my mom's. We watched some fireworks. You know, had some drinks. Kids let off some fireworks. And hell yeah, it's a good weekend, man. It's always uh, always one of my favorite weekends. You know, and you get a lot of people they ask uh especially from overseas, you know, why is America so infatuated with fireworks? Why do we let off fireworks on the 4th of July? Well, you know, it all dates back to the, um, the year after, after we declared our independence on that day, a year later, they, they set off a cannon 13 times, <laughs> one for each colony. Yep. So, so, you know, we've, now we just blow shit up randomly. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. People are out shooting guns now. When <laughs> That's why. Oh Yeah. Oh, if I had a property, I'd been out there. We'd have been out there shooting shotguns and all kinds of shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it'd been a great time. So people just do it because nobody really thinks nothing about it. You know? No, it's just yeah, it's second nature here. You know, Fourth of July every year, you're gonna let off fireworks. You're gonna get with some people you know and you enjoy, and you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of fun, and you're gonna hope that your drinking hurts you more than your fireworks do that weekend. Yeah, you're not <laughs> Cause, wrong. Because <laughs> if it don't, then you you had a really bad weekend. So it's always like, man, wake I'm, up with ten j- digits, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, didn't we, do. A, I said we didn't do a whole lot, man. We you know yesterday we were out showing houses and stuff for her, and uh, we just kind of taking it easy, man. I got uh, well today off being Monday. Yeah, today's Monday, right? Yeah, and then Tuesday I took Tuesday off. Again, Straitsville. So we'll see what's going on. And then we'll ease into the week. <laughs> Hopefully, it's, it's, a, it's always nice when there's only three days left, you know? Like, oh man, it's going to be a short week. 
it's gonna yeah, go by quick. So it might be three days. I might have to knock a half a day or something off that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You just never know, huh? Yeah, you play it slow. This month's gonna go by quick and we'll be down in, at the Hillbilly Jam before you know it. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> yeah, it seems like there's quite a few people going. I got some things that I need to do that I, I've got getting started right before knock it out real quick and put some other things off till afterwards. Oh yeah. There they are. You don't hear that? (laughs) (laughs) They calmed down a little bit around here. They must have ran out. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the boys out back doing some some shit. Oh yeah, dude. If I lived where you lived, I'd be out there, you know, keeping everybody awake. Oh yeah, I'm surprised the baby ain't yelling yet. Give it time. She will be. Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. I, I see some bush light apples <laughs> over there again. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, one of the few things I'm drinking on. So, I, I think I may have said this before. I like this because it's light. It's almost like a brandy if you're drinking a liquor. Is that the uh, Appalachian? Yeah. No, it's Appalachian Moonshine. Okay. <laughs> You go ahead and finish. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're all right. No, it's just, I mean. It's just if, you, if your face is way uglier than normal without all without all the beard. And, and I got to start drinking if I'm going to keep looking at you for another 30, 40 minutes. So. <laughs> Good thing Alan's not on here. You <laughs> both be fucked. <laughs> but uh, no, man, um, uh, that's what I tell people. Bush Light, if you like a brandy, uh, a clear brandy, it's, it's kind of the same because it's you get the bush taste but with apple it's not like a, a reds or an angry orchard it's just like a light hint of the the fruit that it okay. is as you would get with a brandy you know the liquor and you get so the, the smell of it and the light apple beer huh that's right <laughs> go with my no beard. Yeah, you spin it how you want it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's still what bullshit. it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a choir taste, man. Some people like it, some people don't. So that's right. Well, I guess we'll go to what's in here. This is something I hope the woman ain't watching because <laughs> it's peanut butter. He's <laughs> drinking, drinking the old lady's peanut butter liquor again. That's huh? right, Scott Moore. Uh, he was one of the contestants I went against on the. Master Distiller. He's who uh, he was one of the guys in Beattyville, right? We stood around yeah. the pool with. Yep. He had the, he had the jar of uh, the mystery grain. He wouldn't tell us. Yep. Okay. Mystery grain and the uh, did he bring out the habanero, mango habanero? No, um, I don't know if he did. But I know he was talking about it. But anyway, it's good. She likes this, so yeah. Scott, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed like a really good dude. He is. He's a. Uh, he knows what he's doing. I can tell. You know. You can usually oh, yeah. tell. <laughs> so. That's uh, right. All right. Well, what I'm drinking on. You know, every time I go over to West Virginia. Oh see, yeah. See my boy Appalachian Hooch. Um, we hit up one of the distilleries. Well, the first time I was over there, and we went by Appalachian Moonshine. And That's I, right. I picked up their Paul Paul. Oh, okay. You know, it's an Appalachian distillery. It's right next to. Uh, it's right next to a place called the Yacht Club. 
You know, you're in West Virginia and you're at a distillery and they're like, man, let's go next door and eat at the yacht club. And I'm like, man, ain't no damn yachts out here. And he's like, man, you see all them side by sides there? Them yachts in West Virginia. And I was like, yeah. man, I could get behind that. So. I was I bet those are uh, 30, 39 pound goats over there. <laughs> <laughs> we won't divulge into that. But, but, uh, but you know, so um, and we go over to the yacht club and. They got rib dinner, and so they got rib dinner, good food, and nice atmosphere. So it's a good little place right next door to this distillery. But anyways, to get back to the distillery, um, we're headed there, and Hooch is like, hey, man, he's like, all right, um, because we went to Hatfield Distillery first, and Hatfield's really cool dude. He's real Mm -hmm. personable, and, you know, he'll let you try and talk to you and, you know, it's it's the experience that you want when you go into a distillery. You know, nobody wants to go into a distillery and and you know the the person giving the tour don't know what they're talking about, or the people in there are standoffish. You know, it's not like they don't want you in there because right. you know if you feel like you're wanted and you yeah. feel like a friend, then you're like, man, I gotta buy a jar. Yep. And so before we go in, all who's just like, hey man, you know, I've been here a lot of times, man, and. They can be pretty standoffish in here. You know, the owner doesn't talk a whole lot, this and that. And I was like, all right, bro, you know, it's cool. Uh, we'll see how it goes, man. You know, I get along with anybody. <laughs> Drives them old lady nuts. You know, you take me anywhere and I get along with anybody. I always tell her, I'm like, I always tell everybody, like, dude, you could drop me off in a kindergarten. And 20 minutes later, man, I'm finger painting and sharing juice boxes and, you know, we're great. <laughs> Having that, finding a corner for nap time, you know, I'm having a good time no matter where I'm at. So, you know, if you're around Big Easy and you're not having a good time, then that's a you problem because we're right. having a good time, you know. Hell it was yeah. no fault of mine. But anyways, we walk in and um, the owner's not in there and he's got some guy, you know, he's um, giving out shots and tastings and things. We walk in and I'm like, hey, man, uh. You know, I drove all the way from Ohio to try the best moonshine in West Virginia. Where's it at? And he's like, well, he said not, not here. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. You know? and, uh, and he told me what he got. And I was like, well, man, I want it hot and clear. What do you got that's hot and clear? And he had a couple hot and clear. You know how I like it. And then he had yeah. the pawpaw. And I've never had pawpaw before, at least not a pawpaw shine. And uh, for the people that don't know what a pawpaw is, it's a fruit. And it's got banana qualities you know oh, yeah it's got like light banana flavors um it is in no way a banana <laughs> like it yeah. doesn't have that flavor it doesn't have that punch in your face flavor but it, it's got like a banana quality and um and so we're in there and you know we're trying our liquor and then the owner comes in and he sits sits in his chair and he's off the corner you can tell he's kind of standoffish you know and after about 15 minutes in there talking shooting shit he starts talking to us, this and that, you know, and and then about five minutes later, he's like, you want to see my stills in the back? And I'm like, well, uh, hell yeah, I do, bro. Been here talking about the whole time. And, uh, and we walk in, he takes us in the back and we're looking around and, um, you know, he's showing us his bottlers and his badass still, huge plate stills. It was beautiful, you know, and, you know, I'm just let him know like you know i'm in all like no matter where i'm at no matter if i'm i'm at a, a new shiner's house in his garage and he's got a keg set up or if i'm in a big distillery and you know they've got a, a hundred thousand dollars set up sitting there 
I'm in awe. You know, yeah. I'm wanting to know what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you do it the way you do, and and what can I take from what you're doing to make what I do a little better. Um, not to cut you off, but while we're on the subject of play stills, I seen personally seen one run uh, over the weekend. That's one thing I did do. I had a guy in Ohio, and he ran a, a deflamator, a flagmator, whatever you want to call it. 180 proof with nose and flavor blew my fucking mind. You know, the D-flag expander, just like anything else, once you get used to running them, you can make magic with them. I couldn't believe it. still can't believe it. I mean, just wait. You're going to be like, are you fucking serious? This oh, is I can't wait. Bird. You already know. <laughs> I'm like, my I will God. try that 180 proof. I'll try 200 proof. I've had gasoline in my mouth before. Oh, yeah. I was a teenager trying to score some free gas. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, like. Yeah. But anyways, back to the Appalachian moonshine story. So, you know, we're uh, we're walking around. We're walking around back there, you know, asking questions, asking what he likes to make, you know, and just shooting shit with this dude by now. And um, it gets all done. I hand him some stickers and shit, and I buy a jar of pawpaw, and I leave, and we walk out. And Hooch is just like, dude, I can't fucking believe that. <laughs> and he's like, I've been here a hundred times, and I don't think he said two words to me before. I was like, bro, I told you, man, anywhere, anywhere and everywhere, bro, we're going to have a good time, and they're going to they're gonna invite me in like family. Yep. Like, I might be ugly, but I think it's the baby face. You're just like, man, I can hang out with that dude. <laughs> man, I can't do the baby face. I, I, when I shave... I shave the shit. I turn. She goes, "Oh my god, you look young." I'm like, <laughs> that's that's because you're still kind of young. When you're old like me, and and it's all gray, you got to keep it shaved so that you look younger. Well, when I shaved it, she was like, "I didn't believe how many gray hair you had." <laughs> I said, "Yeah, you should have said gray for like three years ago." <laughs> that's one of those points where you should have said. I was thinking the same thing about you. <laughs> then I'd be sleeping in the building. <laughs> it's got air conditioning and it's still. What more do you want? <laughs> hey, still, fuck, I've got like five or six of them in there ready to go. Be back to shipped out. I got shit to put in them. <laughs> but we leave the distillery and we go over to the yacht club and we have ribs and shit and then we go back to Hooch's and have a good weekend and you know, that's my, that's my Appalachian distillery. Um, and then, uh, I took his, took his pawpaw and, uh, made a review video for my YouTube channel. Okay. And he ended up, and I put it on Facebook. He ended up following my page on Facebook and commenting on it and things like that. So hell yeah. Uh, in case you're wondering, it's, uh, it's just corn liquor or grain liquor. And then he added, um, pawpaw flavoring and some coloring. Yep. Now, when we went down in New Straitsville, they had a infused pawpaw. Yeah, that now, was uh, man, I, that's the best pawpaw I've had. Now, I've only had two pawpaws. I, I, I've had two, you know, and, and and it's just for me, dude. The infusion over the added flavor is always going to be at, yeah. at my heart, you know, because yeah. that's. That's my deal. That's what I enjoy. I enjoy infusing and being like, man, that's so good. Just 
with infusion, nothing added after it. Um, I'm a firm believer in anybody can take liquor and add flavor to it afterwards. You can take shit liquor and add flavor to it afterwards. Man. Flavor tails. And if it, if you add enough sugar to it and flavor, and it's going to be delicious, and you can taste it with no issue, and you'll be like, man, that's pretty good. That gin the sugar shine, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say and I, when i say sugar shine i mean he said it was 50 gallon, 50 gallons of water 125 pounds of sugar and you that's it I, I just you know like i'm a little more purist when it comes to the flavors man it's like do do it the magic way um because yeah. like i said anybody can hop online and get flavoring well, same thing with clear flavoring too. You know, like you can, you can use schnapps. You can get in. You can get that Brewer's Best or whatever the, those flavorings are. The watermelon, it's it's clear. You know, the apple's clear. I think uh, you can add that shit to it, but man, if, if I'm a when I when I'm a say I'm a clear liquor guy, it's it's a brandy or a corn or a grain or whatever. Something not added afterwards. Now, you know, on, on the, the opposite side, if I was running a distillery and I was selling liquor, then hell, yeah, you've got to pump that flavor in there for your profit margin and to make it to where it tastes like candy and people want to buy it. Buy the, oh, yeah. Well, you have, money. you know, if, you, if you've got a bunch of tours coming in and say 75% of the people that are coming in are women, <clears throat> if the women like it, the men are going to buy it. Yeah, like if you was to take peach brandy and... So many more people are going to buy it if you add peach flavoring afterwards, as opposed if you just keep it infused. You know, oh yeah, you sell a couple bottles of the yep. clear infused to a couple guys, but man, that peach flavoring, just like that peach cobbler I make, and I would, you know, if I was to sell alcohol, I would sell a hundred jars of those mm -hmm. to every one jar of infused peach brandy. But for yep. me. That jar of infused peach brandy is so much better to, to drink on and taste as opposed to juice and, and liquor. And not only that, but the more you drink, the better the better the more it you tastes. Drink, the better <laughs> it tastes and the rougher your morning is the next day. If you but if you drink straight liquor, it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, for me. I, I just realized that not too long ago when we spent two hours on here talking to Alan. I drank at Three quarters of a bottle of fucking apple brandy. <laughs> now I got to get another bottle from him. <laughs> Ain't a bad thing, though. No, but I'll tell you what, man. That dude. Oh yeah, that was a great He's episode, God, man. It was gospel, dude. <laughs> it was definitely uh, two hours long, and, and but dude, I, I I call that dude the book of knowledge, man. Yeah, it was it was amazing. I thoroughly enjoyed it, so. Hell I know. Yeah. Um, what well, right before the holiday, you uh, you made a little TikTok video and you asked the question, and you know it got a lot of good responses on on TikTok. So I figured, hell, man, let's uh, let's talk about it here. So uh, what was the question you asked? Because I half assed remember, because it was longer than three days ago. <laughs> so I believe it was uh, something along the lines of, what is the difference between a moonshiner and a distiller? Okay. Uh, go ahead. I'm just trying to look it up. Oh, you're good. <laughs> so, what's the difference between a moonshiner and a distiller? You asking me for my opinion? I'll uh, somebody the best 
the best comment I saw on the thread um, was by old Bennett Shiner. And old was, Bennett. All moonshiners are distillers, but not all distillers are moonshiners. Now that's a fact. Hey, to me, to me, that that was that was a fact, you know, because um, mm-hmm. you've got a, you know. So, uh, what do you think about that? Well, my opinion on the whole deal is um, there's a lot of home distillers out there, and by that I mean people that it's a hobby. Now, when you say distiller, are you just saying, um, are, are you just talking about moonshine? Are you talking about people that brew beer? No, um, I'm talking about people that put things in a in a, a still of some sort okay. and heat it up and distill it. You're talking about uh, distillation, distillation. Yes, distillation. Okay. Um, in my opinion, um, there are people that do it for a hobby. Um, you know, like, just say lawyers, because that's a thing. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they're intrigued. They like to drink their top-shelf whiskey. You know, I mean, do you, you see retired police officers getting into the hobby? You know, yeah. and a lot of people start out making beer, making wine, and they're like, man, I'm ready to make some liquor. Well, that's just it. You know, they make wine, and they make beer, and they're on these things, and they're like, man, this is so much work. And then they see They do all this research, and they're like, really? All I got to do is do this, and then throw it in a still, and they heat it up. And cool it down, and all of a sudden I got, you know, something I can throw in a barrel and age, and the, then I the, have bourbon the, or whatever. The biggest change coming from beer and wine over to moonshine was the lack of sanitization. <laughs> yeah. A, the lack of work. Like, it's so much less work when you don't have to sanitize everything <clears throat> You don't have to worry about it uh, ruining your batch because it got an infection or soured. So I was like, dude, I yeah. hate making beer. Hate well, making beer. And that's making the thing, too. Trash. With, with moonshine, or well, not necessarily moonshine, but like any kind of distilled spirits or whatever, like with the grain, you almost have to try to infect it with something to make it go bad. Now, I have noticed um, an, easier, an easy way to get an infection in your grain is to don't yeast it. Let it sit for a day or two not yeasted, mm-hmm. and it'll get a nice infection from the natural in the air and all that. Yep. So, and you know how I learned that. You know, I got drunk one night when I was uh, making a mash, <laughs> and I swore to God I put yeast in that thing, and, and two days later, Realized it, had, it, it had moved, but there was an infection all over the top, and I was just like, I almost forgot to put yeast in that. <laughs> Speaking of that, you got to watch the Alan Bishop experience thing because he kind of digs into that uh, piece of wood yeast propagation thing. What, what he was bit. talking about? Um, yep. The on the last night. episode, where he would take a yeast and take a piece yep. of wood and skin it down, and that's fucking stupid, man. That it shit is. just blows my mind. I was talking to Royce Neely about that not too long ago about that yeast because they do that too. But anyway, back to what you were talking about. <laughs> That's what you was talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, as far as, you know, there's so many people that does it on, on, on different levels, you know. You know, some people will have a five-gallon, something they use on the stove, you know, and, and they don't get much, you know, three-quarters of a gallon or whatever. I don't know out of it. You know, I for a for a light drinker, that that's that's a lot of yeah. liquor. 
Oh, yeah. Well, you think about it, man. If that's just for, say, one person or, you know, just for a party of a, a year. Normal, you know? Yeah, or a normal person, not an old son person. That's a night. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, bless his heart. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've I seen, I seen a lot of people, um, they refer to taxes. Like, that oh, yeah. was the biggest difference well, was, was the taxes, taxes, taxes. And, and a lot of people were like, well, well, they pay taxes and um, a big distillery pays taxes and a moonshiner doesn't. And, and you know, but in all reality, they pay more taxes than the moonshiner because that moonshiner did pay taxes. He paid taxes on that on that grain. He paid taxes on that sugar. He paid taxes on that fruit. You know, if if he's using his legally earned money to to fund his hobby, then he paid taxes on that money he earned. No, I agree. So, so you know, now if you're doing swaps with a, a buddy, you know, and you're not buying it with money, then yeah, that's a little different, you know. Well, but, because it's it's product traded for product. Like yes. Nothing, nothing's going missing, in my opinion. Like every, I mean, or nothing's gained. Yeah. Like when, when you go down to the store and you buy a hundred pounds of sugar, well, you're going to pay taxes on that sugar. But when and, you combine everything together, ferments, and then you heat it up and cool it down, all of a sudden it's illegal. Yeah, but you Actually, know, but you still paid some form of taxes on that mash, even the propane to heat it up. Yeah, yep, you paid for that, and you know, and, and not saying everybody does it because there are ways to get it, you know, oh, yeah. barter and tax free and all that. But you know, that's to me, the taxes aren't so much of the biggest difference because everybody pays some form of yeah. taxes. I just think the distillery. They paid for the permits, and they pay a yeah. tax on the end product, so they just pay more taxes. Well, not only that, but so the state of Ohio, compared to a lot of other states, we're a control state. So what basically what happens here is, say, Lawrence Pritchard, uh, Flat Rock Distillery, or you know, Still Rights, or whoever, Indian Creek, if they were to sell it in um, a liquor store, what they do now is they have to sell it to the state. They sell a certain amount to the state, and they get paid from the state of what they take to the distribution warehouses and then they distribute it. So the state's a middleman, the state buys the liquor and then the state sells the liquor to the liquor stores. Yep. But they dictate what they will purchase from them and how many liquor stores they will sell to. And, and that's just, that's another way to keep their thumb on it and, and and to keep a a little dude down. You know, it's hard to get exactly. is to keep a small the small guy down because, yep, you know when you've got, I mean, put it like this: if I'm a big distillery and I slide the governor a million dollar a million dollar donation on something, you know my liquor's gonna be in every store in the state. You know, whereas oh, yeah. you know a guy running a little small distillery, I have noticed it's it's harder to get small distilleries up and running in Ohio. It is. Um, that's why you like I know you see, like you you've seen an explosion of like craft beer. Mm-hmm. craft distilleries you've seen an explosion with them here in the last five years and it just makes you makes you sit there and hope that you know maybe high proof spirits distilleries are next yeah <laughs> i hope man you know and and realistically i just i hope that more so even than that that they will make home distillation legal in a certain sense as they do wine and beer you know, because if they did that, there wouldn't be so many people out here trying to, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like a, I don't want to say an addiction, but like 
when, when people make illegal liquor, it's almost a feeling like they got to do more. They yeah. got to do more. You know what I mean? You're always wanting that next one, next one. And, and I don't know if it's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know if, it, if it's the fact that someone's breaking the law when they're doing that, that makes them feel that way or just, I don't know. <laughs> but in my in my opinion, the difference between distiller and moonshiner is the distiller does not try to sell it in any way, shape, or form. They make it for the distillery or their home. And they drink it. Moonshiner so, is one way or another planning on tax evasion. <laughs> I mean, so, that's just not- so, so you so distiller is usually somebody they work for a company and they're just they're there doing a job. The job, you yeah. Know? And um, and you know, and and even if you're at home just making shine for yourself, you're still you're just a distiller working for yourself, making yourself shine and drink on. And a moonshiner is somebody who has full intention of making some oh, type yeah. of tax-free profit off of it. Well, that makes sense. And, I mean, you know, just like Jimmy Jacks or Royce Neely, you know, they're, they're moonshiners turned distillers. Oh, yeah. And there's no shame in that. It, find, find me very many distillers who didn't weren't moonshiners before or, you know. You know. And, you know, if they line. did. If, if if they weren't moonshiners before they were distillers, don't I hope this don't hurt anybody's assholes, but there's a chance that they were on master distiller. But you know, um, yeah, I don't know. There, I mean, there's just so many takes about it, man. Everybody sees it differently. Um, everybody's done it. Or got into it for different reasons, um, but you know it is what it is. He's reading something, folks. I am, you know, I am. <laughs> He's looking for more shit, more shit to talk about. It, it, it's uh, it's, it's your turn to carry the show. I'm always one carrying it, man. Oh hell, I ain't carrying nothing, man. You know that <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm just reading the comment section on that video just because you know you, there's a lot of guys in there who shine. A lot of guys who shine small with small bevers, up to yeah. guys who shine, you know, two pots linked into one or one big giant pot. That I feel like was uh, was old dude. Did he comment on there? All three hundred. Oh yeah, I, I don't remember what he said. Yeah, it, it don't surprise me none. <laughs> but you know, it was a lot of the same thing. A lot of a lot of people talking about the taxes and things like that. So, mm-hmm. and I wanted to hop in there and be like, "Hey, man, you know, you you pay taxes too on on certain items. You're just not paying it when you sell it." That's um, what. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, man. If if you don't sell it, in my opinion, it should be legal, like you said, because you pay taxes on everything you use to make it. Yeah. Even if you know, with with me building shit for people, you know, 
I gotta go to Menards or or Amazon. <laughs> I gotta fucking pay taxes on the shit that yeah, I'm dude. using to fucking build for these people. After you pay those. taxes on the money that you earned, you know, and yeah, then you sell it, and you're gonna pay taxes on that money again. And, and fuck and, PayPal, and fuck Cash App, because I'm paying <laughs> you fuckers taxes after this year too. <laughs> Sean wants paid in cash, cash only. Bastards. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it. You know, my end goal is to work at a distillery. Hopefully it's mine or something that I've got, you know, stake in. That way I have say of what is ran because, you know, there's at least two recipes that's going to be ran. One of mine and one of yours. Whether they know it or not. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to find out, ain't they? Damn right. Um. But yeah, and you know, back in the day, you know, thing you know, moonshine was used to barter. You know, well, I guess you can call it moonshine. Um, well, I mean, yeah, it's it's the oldest form of money, alcohol. And, yeah. <laughs> and with the way the world's going now, it might be it might be the last form of money. So you know, he who can well, he who can make liquor out of anything. It's set up for the end of times. <laughs> and I'm telling you what, man, I tried some sweet or some yellow snap peas or sweet peas. I can't fucking remember. But got dude, I'm telling you what. Out of yellow shit, peas, huh? or yellow split peas? Split peas, that's what it was, yes. So it was funny, man. The conversation went like him and his old lady was like, Yeah, we we, we made this uh or he looked at me, he goes, You ever had any yellow split peas? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, like, distilled. I'm like, no. And Rita, his his wife, was like, oh, my God. And they were talking about how nasty the, the fermentation was and how horrible this stuff was. Oh, dude, I can imagine straining. Yeah. And uh, well, someone, I guess, brought him, like, hundreds of pounds of them. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, you know. And He's like, when- oh, fuck. When the Lord giveth you stuff to make moonshine out of, you make moonshine. <laughs> That's right. And uh, he took them, he fermented them, he distilled them. And he was like, my God, this is just horrible. And uh, he said, man, I'm going to throw them in a barrel. Throw it in a barrel. Threw it in a barrel, I think he said, for two years. And he said he pulled it out, and it was just – he figured the wood would cover it. Yeah, you know how I feel like most wood does. You know, people throw shit in the barrel when you know shit yep. liquor. Yep. You got shitty liquor, toss it in a barrel and let it sit till it tastes well. And he said this shit just didn't taste good. And he pulled it out and uh, he said he let it sit for another year, year and a half. And uh, he asked me about it and I said, "No, man, I never had." It. And he brought me this a gallon of it and he said, "Here, try this." And I pulled the thing. Off. Oh, he explained it as it smelled like uh, puke in the school bus. Puking the school bus, huh? The shit that they used to cover it up. <laughs> oh, t- Tennessee Texas uh, shiner the other day. He, he described it. He said his wife said his first run smelled like a tire fire. <laughs> a tire fire. <laughs> yeah, a tire fire. Oh, but man, I, 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 I unscrewed the lid. I'm like, I looked at it. And he goes, "What?" I'm like. That don't smell like what you're talking about. I, I couldn't, I can't put my finger on it, man. And I'm like, with how he was telling me how it tasted, I'm like, yeah, he's just like, man, 
Don't tell me. Just let me taste it blindly. Don't don't tell me one way or the other before you taste it. Well, because his wife was like, "Don't you smell that? If you smell that, you ain't gonna put that nowhere near your mouth." And I tasted. I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" I just looked at him. I said, "Here, you need to try this again." He just he's like, "What?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> you need to try this again." And I don't know what the fuck it must have been time or, but it, it's not bad. Because I guess he had let Richard Landry taste it because they were on the show together. Yeah. And uh, Richard loved it back then. And he goes, well, fuck, he's either going to love it now or he's going to hate it. I said, well, if he hates it, let me know. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's good now. It's not bad. It's interesting. It's different. Yeah. We'll go with that. You know, I'm a I'm a big component of making alcohol out of crazy shit. Like, that's how, you know, that's one of the things we got started with was let's make wine out of all kinds of crazy shit and you already know if you could turn it into wine that's the hard part <laughs> the easy yep. part is turning that wine into shine so have you ever made anything out of kidney beans or lima beans or whatever you want to call them no i don't like lima beans and i have no desire to make anything out of them except uh compost man so there's a guy that I work with, he's got a bunch of them. He always brings it up. And I'm like, man, we need to figure this out because I kind of want to be, I want to see what that's like. I would, you know, I'd hop online and check their starch content and see what, uh, fuck, smash them up, add some sugar to them, make them work. Yeah, <laughs> might as well. Like, <laughs> I just, you, you would, you would definitely, they, man, you'd have to run that through plates and just make it a neutral spirit. Yeah. A, I can imagine lima bean tasting liquor, man. That's, that's Wait till you much. taste these yellow split peas, man. I, I mean, what about three years in a barrel? I'm sure that's a little different. Oh, <laughs> uh, there, there's something. <laughs> they still taste like peas at all? Oh yeah, it's it's in there. I thought, I feel like it's 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 like my wheat. You just can't get it out. Yeah, but it's not bad. I mean, it's fucking. Yeah. Did he run it through that uh, D flag in the column? You know what, man? I don't know. Or, or was he know. just like, no, nah, dude, I'm just stump kegging this shit. <laughs> I ain't wasting my time. Like, I feel like he probably would have ran it through the column. Try to. Dude, he's fucking smart, man. This oh, yeah. He, yeah. Well, I ain't going to say he should have won, but Tom's fucking smart. Good liquor comes from Ohio. I'm going to leave that. it there. <laughs> I've noticed that. Come at us in the <laughs> comment section. <laughs> That's right. We're the hidden gem. Nobody thinks about Ohio when they think about good liquor, man. But it's definitely prevalent up here all around. I, I don't know how it is in the northern part. You know, I don't I don't get up in the northern part. That's Canada and Michigan area. There's some, uh, some guys up there that's been on the show. Uh, Tim, Lawrence. And uh, I feel like there's somebody else. I know there is. No, Judd's from uh, Southern Ohio, ain't he? Yeah, Judd's from the Hocking Hills area. Man. Okay. I know. He, yeah, he, he lost his dog today, man. I give you a, you know, a big shout-out to Judd, man. I'm sorry for your loss, bro. Uh, losing a dog's like losing a child, man. Yeah. I lost mine. My dog of 10 years, three months ago, and it still feels like today. 
So and if you listen to this, Jed, man, uh, prayers for you and your family, man. And, and you know, hope, hope you stay strong, and get through, man. I know, know what you're going through. So. Yeah, we, uh, it was kind of, I was dating this girl and I got a, we got a pit bull. And by we, I mean she. <laughs> I didn't want the fucking dog. She's a hot dog. And we split up, and, and this dog got Parvo, like Parvo. three months later. Yeah. He passed away. Man, I was so fucking mad. I mean, I, I don't know if I was mad, but I felt bad for the dog, you know, because I wanted the dog, and it just didn't work out that way because I always took care of the little fucker. But anyway, I wound up with this other pain in the ass, Storm. Peaches, <laughs> peaches, as more people know her by. But uh, the other night, I let her out, and she didn't want to come in. And I think it had to do with the fireworks people letting shit off. Yeah, her her poodle's flipping out right now. Like she just she hopped up in my lap. She's like, "Hey, man." <laughs> but uh, she wouldn't come in, man. And I'm like, "What the hell?" So I went and told Jenny. I'm like, "I don't know. She'll either be there in the morning, I guess, or not." I left the door open to the garage for. A while, and by a while, like, you know, two hours. And she would just out walk around in the yard, and I'm like, so I went and shut the door. I'm like, I'm not going to go to sleep and leave these fucking doors wide open. Yeah. So I shut the door, and uh, I went to bed, and I'm laying there about 2.30 in the morning. I hear this, boom, boom. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? So I got <laughs> walked to the front. She's fucking headbutting the fucking front door trying to get in. She's ready to come in. The, the the glass screen door. I'm surprised she didn't bust it. She must have been hitting it like right on the corner where the frame's at. <laughs> like you know, that dog don't like to be locked in anywhere. He didn't flocked in. It's locked outside. <laughs> like that's all you had to do was lock Dude. the door. So. Yeah. If you know anybody that's got a rough land crate, I've got a door and a metal door that goes that's screwed onto the back of it. That I. I'm not even going to get her another crate because they ain't going to help her. I mean, it's not nah, going to keep that, her in that, it. That's a free spirit right there, buddy. If it's not a goat, a still goat tote, she ain't staying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to uh, try to come back Sunday. Um, try to have us a guest. I'm pretty sure old, uh, old Noble Shiner uh, is still a goat. Um, if not, okay. we'll, we'll figure out something. Um, Sunday is what the end. Hold on, what day is it today? Tuesday, Monday. Yeah, <laughs> it's still Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to all this time off work. Hey, shaved your beard off, shaved what brains you had off with it. <laughs> um, yeah, you're struggling, have man. Like, I'm telling you, about that beard, you lose it, you lose all sense of what day it is and time. And hell yeah, can't predict the weather anymore and shit. Like, fuck, I can never do that to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm getting fucked. <laughs> but uh, old Noble Shiner, he's only been shining, he's been shining less than a year, so we wanted to bring in somebody really new, really new, and just you know pick their brain because we already had a we already had to book a knowledge on here. Yeah, and, no and shit. so you know, like I'm still listening to that more than once, just trying to digest everything that went on. So you know, I think it'd be real nice to hear from somebody who. uh Who's just now getting into it? Learn, you know, who they learned from, where they started, and and so you know, he's uh, somebody I met up with. We'll tell all that story later uh, next week, and 
Oh yeah. You could do who's just now learning. So hopefully he'll be on here. And if not, then we'll come back with another episode. <laughs> so, uh, with something yeah, else. Speaking of that, I think uh uh yeah, Alan, man, if if anybody has any issues or is interested in this, Alan Bishop experience of French Lake, he's an open book. You know, I feel like I'm okay for uh saying it because that's what he always says, you know, he's more than willing to help anybody that's willing to help herself. Like, like legit, man, during during our episode last week, I sat here and felt like I was in college again, just sitting here listening to a professor that knows their shit speak mm-hmm. on something that you're really interested in, and you're just sitting there in awe, like, yeah, like, I don't even want to talk. Like, yeah, I should I should interject and say something funny here, but I don't even want to, I don't <laughs> want to break what's going on. Like, like I don't even want to speak. And then, like, and then he asked you about some shit you do, and you're like, bro, but but water and sugar, man, I can't even talk. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to speak on what I do. What you, you tell me how you would do what I do. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to tell you shit because, uh, uh-uh, like, well, when I went out there, man, I dropped that still off. You know, where I walk out there, and I'm like, God damn, man, and this little building's fucking probably half the size of mine, and I'm like. Why do you need this still? I'm just looking around. He's like, dude, it's fucking cool. I want to see what I can do with it. I'm like, dude, you got more pots here that you can use for thumpers than I can even think about. But now now you understand now where he's coming from, where it's like, man, I want to see what I can do with this. Yeah. I want to see what I I want to try something new. I want to try something different. So it's it's cool to, to think about where you came from and you to say that, like, why the hell do you need another still? You got 40 here. It's now being like, yeah. well, you know me, I need another still myself. And, 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 and like I said, to me, which if you watch the Alan Bishop experience, you'll see what, you know. But to me, he's a he's one of the few master distillers. I, well, people I would consider a master distiller, you know. And, I mean, you can pretty much tell why I would say. I mean, yeah, like, like I truly believe that he could make liquor from a rock. <laughs> you know? Well, and and you got all these people that are you know sixty, seventy years old that are master distillers for you know Jim Beam and yeah, you know all these real big places like that. Fuck, when was the last time they ran a fifty gallon pot? Yeah, and but you know, and also a lot of those guys who are 67 years old and they're master distillers for Jim Beam. It's like, well, that's all they can make. And most of them, like, I would, I would think that yeah. that's they've been totally. doing it so long. That's all they do, and and you know, like you said, they wouldn't know how to run a 50 gallon pot. And um, you, you see it, you know, people on TV that come from distilleries and they have to run a 20 gallon pot, and it, it creates some issues. Well, and because well, they're just not used to it. Well, that's like Thomas on my episode, you know. Dude, you tasted his vodka. Fucking phenomenal shit. Um, but what he was like, you know, this the, the cooling was not near enough compared to what he's used to. Yeah. And the, the, the heating source, he's used to electric or, or steam. He has fucking gas. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I went on there with gas. I'm like, all right. This, this, I rock this, gas. It's never a thing. You know, you throw electric at me. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Then we've got a problem, <laughs> but it's just, it's all about what you're used to doing. You know, I mean, Alan uses gas. He uses heat. You know, I mean, I don't know. And I, and I even seen something where he was taking, he, he fermented apple brandy, right? He ran it, 
this was on the experience thing. He ran it. He took what he ran, dumped it back in something, added apples to it, and let it sit. Clear liquor. Like, so basically infuse it, I guess, again. Yeah. And let it sit for a while. And then I think put it in barrels or something. I can't remember. Dumped it back out and then ran it again. Huh. I'm like, what the fuck? But I don't know if that, I mean, that was, you'll have to watch the, that, the thing. Um, I watched it yesterday when we were driving around. So every time we pulled up to a house, I pulled my phone out and I started watching yeah. it because it was like an hour and a half long, but man, it was very uh, informative. I mean, you can never know enough. Ever. <laughs> never. You can never know enough. The day I say I know enough about this shit, I'll never think about it. I'll probably be dead Please. because... I forget so like I have to keep learning because I forget so much shit. <laughs> so you got to replace it, you know. That's right. Got to replace it. So hell yeah, hell yeah. Well, I think that brings us to the end of the night. We're coming up on about fifty minutes. Uh, you know, we just it had been a week since last episode, so we figured we hop on here and you know talk a little bit about America moonshine. Ain't nothing hell better, yeah. you know. Love your country. Love your moonshine. That's where it's at. Or, so. or as Tickle said, if you don't love your country, or if you love your country, you gotta love moonshine. <laughs> You're damn right. So you know, <laughs> uh, happy tickle. happy Indep- Independence Day to everybody. Hope everybody had a great Fourth of July weekend. And like I said, man, I hope your liquor hurt you more than your fireworks did this weekend. And that's right. So. Come come to work tomorrow with ten digits. <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> um, if you had to call off because you were still hungover from the weekend. It's all good, man. You deserve a day off. Take you a few. That's right. So. Sounds like a problem. Or right. Everybody, uh, you know, shine on. Hope you had a great holiday. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to me and Sean bullshit a little bit. We'll see you guys Sunday night. Shine on. Shine on. With Bush Light. <laughs> Bush Light Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Paul Moonshine. <laughs>